You need that. You need that to be it. Oh my god. So I put so much pressure on such a dumb Another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. And of course, I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. And we're doing it again. I'm in studio today with my co-host for the day, the wonderful Mr. Lou. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure and a joy to be here. Yeah, that was a really fun episode we just had. So you guys always hear me talking to Lou, my producer, uh, who listens to everything I do on mic and edits it all out. Uh, Well, it's sometimes and he actually hears a way more than you guys do he cuts it out he cuts the funny parts in for you guys to hear and there's a fair amount of conversation there's probably like a full hour or two of just me talking to lou that never yeah, we probably that, have that that's never actually made it to air um because a lot of times i'll be gearing myself up i get really psyched up for the beatbox a lot of times it could be a couple of minutes before i actually get it out uh which is silly of me but it's just my process i suppose but he exists, right, Lou? I am here in, uh-huh. in the flesh and blood. Hell yeah, man. And it's a pleasure to have you in studio. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. And we talk a little about what's going on with that. So I'm going to start having Lou on more often where uh, get weeks where either I can't book a guest or I just don't feel like having a guest on. And uh, not to beat down on this again, but I want you uh, listeners to help build those episodes. Those episodes <clears throat> will have segments. They'll have a listener feedback. They'll have maybe fan mail, hate mail. I would love to read some fucking hate mail. Nobody sends it. Nobody has the balls. <laughs> Nobody has the ball. They'll just give a shitty review on iTunes, but no one actually has the balls to like, this is what I fucking hate about this show. You want to get hate mail to the studio? I want to get something. I want to get people active. I want to get people talking to us, you know, because I'm talking to you guys. You listen to it. You share it. That's another thing. If you could stop what you're doing right now, uh, if you're a fan of the show, stop what you're doing right now and go uh, go rate this on iTunes. You're not listening to this on iTunes? That's fine. Fuck it. Share it every now and then, please. Just let people know you're a listener. If every one of my listeners shared every episode every time, that would be obnoxious. Don't do that. <laughs> but it would be great for growing the show. But either way, I'm happy with who I got. The good few is good enough. And I hope the good few could get a little bit bigger at the same time. <laughs> But we had an awesome, you know, this is just the way that Lou and I always talk, to be honest. So, like, it was just a normal hang. But, yeah, we had a really awesome, discussing what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what it means uh, uh, just existing in this world. Uh, it was it was a very fun episode. So, but, and, and he's going to be coming on more often, uh, anytime I don't have a guest. And we're just going to, we're just going to shoot the shit and have some fun. Uh, so, yeah, get involved, guys, please. Please just message me get into it we're 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 gonna we're gonna build this show together i I mean i can do it alone but i don't want to do it alone because some really cool shit happens listen to this episode uh uh, a listener uh one of one of my favorite listeners uh not that all of my listeners aren't important but uh someone did something very cool she knows who she is uh and i'm she's listening now and i probably already messaged her about it but it was awesome, and I'm not saying you all have to do that. She's not like setting a bar, but it's it's pretty damn cool. 
Uh, I'm going to let you get to it, though. We already know that, it, for once, know the name of this episode because Lou and I discussed it uh, like a week ago. But it's uh, Nice Guys Win at 30, uh, yep. episode number 40. Oh, man. that's It's going to be so much easier to remember what episode I'm on now. That you know, it's, Oh, it's been one since 40, two since 40. You're bringing that 40. birthday cake with 40 candles. Right? Oh, God. That makes me think about my 40th birthday. I'm not even 30 yet. Why do I even have to fucking consider that? <laughs> Guys, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. And uh, we will see you next week. I love you. I, I love you. I just love you so damn much. Oh, I wish I could just hug all of you. Fuck. See you next time. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs. So I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good enough. Let's start the podcast now enough okay when does a boy become a man when does a girl become a woman oh man that is a really so i have a personal i have a personal way that i define a man i can't define a woman because i'm not a woman and don't identify as a woman but i believe a man does what needs to be done when it needs to be done because it needs to be done is that that's my definition of a man okay i i guess a woman is the same the same it's the same standard so the minute I guess it has a lot to do with once you recognize your personal responsibility in the world, your ability to execute that responsibility and know that it's uh, the only reason is because the responsibility needs to be done. Now, so, is, is everyone's personal responsibility different? And how do you know when you're able to... Like, it's it can't just be having having to meet that level of responsibility all the time. Like, like Not all the time. But... It has to maybe perhaps it's striving to meet that responsibility can like because no one is ever going to meet that standard. It's a very good point. I mean, yeah. it's the theme of the sh- show is being good enough. It is. But I'm saying as far as like when you become a man, that's what it's it's like I know a lot of cultures is when you get laid. It's you a lot of, there's so many and stereotypes. Then and then there's uh once you have your bar mitzvah, obviously sure. that's you can't call and a then, thirteen year old a man. And so. then for a woman, I imagine I I'm just speculating I'm not a woman. Ugh, um, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, well maybe it's when the beginning of your menstrual cycle begins. Right, right. And, and God knows we can't call them a woman, you know? Yeah, but I mean, there definitely is that in culture. I've heard that. Well, you're a wo- like only in shows, but like you're a woman now. Sure. But but I think um, you're I think you're hitting the nail right in the head. It's all about personal accountability and, per, and how you choose to the, meet that standard. Those three. So like, what's the reason it has to be done? Because it has to be done. You know, it's very vague, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like, it needs to be done, and it needs to be done now. Right. And you're the one to do it. And if you if those three things to come together, you realize it's your responsibility, and you step up to it. Mm. You're a man. That's a man. That's yeah. You're a man or a woman. And yes, there's a few thousand other genders in between that I'm not speaking about the spectrum, but sure, sure. I'm just speaking like in terms of black and white. Right. When I say man, yeah. I mean like humankind. You right. Know, like, right. Um, just to, you know, di- differentiate. But there, what am I trying to say? Some people never become a man and some people, according to this standard, never become a woman. Right. And um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like... Uh, some people choose not to be to meet that standard of accountability of responsibility. Those like three standards that well, you laid well, out. So, so I'll fire back at you. Oh, so you said I hit the nail on the head, but did you have your own definition for it? Like no, what a man or woman is? I think I was just making an appeal to the societal stereotype and yeah. trying to deconstruct it. Right, and let's not forget it is a societal stereotype, and it's something that we created. 
you know, man and woman. Ultimate, like, yes, there's people who will argue hard biology that their men and women exist in nature. But I'm saying what it means to be a man. Other, th- so so what? It's just a male. That's a little boring. Yeah, you're born yeah. with a dick and now you're a man. No. Oh yeah, we're not Cause, talking about cause, sex. Because yeah, because a baby's not a man. Right? right, right. Although I've met some babies who could kick my ass. <laughs> some real tough motherfuckers. You so know? when we say man, we see. I guess we say um, that. I guess we're using that as a broad term for the transformation of when, when an individual becomes, I don't even know, from, uh, from like a mere babe to well, adulthood. I, so, so we were using these examples, like go back to age and how it really shouldn't matter. So yeah, a, a woman, a, a girl isn't a woman at 13 just cause she sure. had a period, but like, let's say somebody, a, a man or woman, right. Yeah. Becomes the matriarch or patriarch of their household because mm. the mom—they're the oldest child. Right. The mom dies, and now you're taking care of the family. You're a man now. So you're a up, woman now. You've yeah. grown up quicker. You're grown up based off care. of your responsibility. Because I've heard those stories of people at a very young age getting a lot of responsibility because they just had to. Right. So now you now, know. Now your definition makes a little more sense. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a, it does. It doesn't come with age. It comes with when those three things meet. But, so a lot of people will think like, okay, well, age has such a huge role, and and maybe it does in some instances. Um, that's a factor should yeah, be considered for sure. I mean, and then of course you have the influences between how people say that women develop uh, cognitively and how men develop cognitively, and how uh, men are kind of lagging behind. The, which I don't, I don't. And like, it makes when you when you describe it that way, it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense that men are so damn dumb because all of all of our primary development happens around us being horny for like eight years. Like it's not a fun time. <laughs> oh no, God, no. no it's not. I'm just. I, I think back to like how you know just just how revved up you are from like the age of. There's no reason. Eleven to twelve to what? Fuck it. It starts to slow down. Or your late teens, maybe. It's but. just like the overwhelming sensation that you can never right just get rid of. And I'm not saying that uh, women don't have that. I just know clearly guys are dealing with it in a you know yeah, on a much uh, more intense level. Testosterone's. I've said it before. Testosterone's a hell of a drug. It is. It is a hell of a drug. There dude. are. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There are times when I was young, like. I was like, I wish I didn't have a penis because this is just too hard for me right now. Ah, too hard! Ah, <laughs> did too you even bad. mean for that to be no, a pun? Because that's a not. great pun. So I wish I didn't have this penis. It's so hard. That's like a that's like a good like backhanded sex. I take it back. You're like, oh man, I hate this big fucking dick. It's just so hard all the time. Look, there's it's challenging. Being Do you want to see a picture of it? No. Oh man. <laughs> Oh uh, my god! But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm sure being a woman has its own u- unique challenges, just like controlling your testosterone influence has is, mm-hmm. has its own unique challenge too. Right. I'm sure estrogen plays its role in women. It, it definitely yeah. does, but you know, I'm not a biologist, so I probably shouldn't even be saying any of these words. But <laughs> it's um, it's a, I guess the only only like experience I would have with testosterone is just knowing how it changes when training. Cause I never actually did it. Like yeah. I never, I never did like, I never cycled steroids or anything sure. like that. God knows they've been offered to me, but I've seen its effect on people. And I've also seen your, your hormone level changes when you, when you train a certain way. Right. And I absolutely, you know, I've absolutely seen that in my life that, you know, change, changing your hormones level, hormone levels around just from the way that you work out. But I don't want to make this a sure. whole workout episode. That's yeah, yeah. a whole, you know, that's a whole nother thing for a whole nother day. But uh, what else did you have for me today, Lou? So this standard of growth that we're talking yeah. about, like as far as like the developmentally, when a man be, or when a boy becomes a man, when a girl becomes a woman, just using those phrases like very generally. Um, I'm just thinking 
Because often, like in the dating world, we see like these influences of our understanding of what a boy is, what a man is, what a right. girl is. And we, and we apply that standard onto what we want relationally. And it's relationally a word. Yeah, relationally is definitely. Oh, God damn it. I got, I'm going to check you on it later. Yeah, we're going to. I'm, I'm is, so curious. This is a game of Scrabble, and I just got a seven point word. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> is that seven word? Is that seven letters? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. You're saying things so confidently right now. I can't. I can't. I can't just dispute any of it. <laughs> oh man. Back to the question, sir. No, no question. Um, I'm just like uh, trying to understand like the standard of measurement in society because just for me, like right now, it's baffling. We have this standard of expectation that we put on people, just not in our regular lives, but in our relational lives and in in our romantic lives and we say oh well we can't be with this person because they're not a man or because we can't be with this person because they're not a a woman and i think i just i I just want to like talk about that generalization and, and how it applies to relationships and um maybe even the dating world and like how our our like frame of mind is like so navigating this right so when you bring up uh, everything you just mentioned, something something that does come to mind is the fact that there's sort we we don't really expect girls to become women in the same way we expect boys to become men, especially when it comes to relationships. As far sure. as like I could like taking it from like a double standard point of view, I could see a girl being like, I don't want to date this guy. He is a boy. He's just not yeah. grown up. He just wants all of his toys. But and I then- could I I don't like, a a guy a girl a, a woman could be. 35 years old you guys mm. be like she you know never call her a woman just say like a girl and there is there's just not that connection of like oh she needs to be a woman before i could date. you know what i mean like ah, I feel, that's a good point. i feel like there isn't a rite of passage that guys expect of women um yeah right that's a very good because i know i don't i know i don't like i don't have this like well this this girl isn't too uh too immature uh, and not even necessarily immature it's just yeah you don't you, you know don't, what i mean he's not a man it's hard to explain it's hard to put into words and i don't and and you seem it seems to be clicking somewhere with you and maybe you could help yeah, me explain just, it but you know exactly what i'm talking about it's not right. there you know yeah i have to really try to reach for it and i don't feel it yeah i feel like there there there's an entirely different standard of measurement and mm-hmm. how we perceive the other sex which is fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's two other sexes. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm the last person who's ever going to complain about like a double standard. Although maybe I will for, for uh, arguments or humor's sake. But ultimately, like, mm. it's pretty dope to be a dude. And yeah. you, you, like, part of being a man, I think, is not bitching. You know, I find a lot of guys complain a fuck ton. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's a very weak trait in a man. Mm. I'll tell you right now, you're, a, you're, you're not a man if you, if you're constantly bitching, if yeah. you're constantly complaining about shit, because a man does what need to be done, does what needs to be done right. because it needs to be done when it needs to be done. So rather than complain about it, do something about it, you fucking pussy. You know, <laughs> that's that's your job as a man, not to fucking bitch all mm. the time. And if you can't do anything about it, shut the fuck up. You know? Yeah. So, so if you're not going to take accountability for the growth that you need to do right. and the changes you need to make, then you're not meeting the standard of yeah. being a man. I don't mind a weak man as long as he doesn't complain about being weak. Okay. I don't. I don't. You want you want to be a frail little boy? They should, just, they should just quietly wallow in their self Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Be quiet about it. Don't interrupt us men. We have work to do. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're busy chopping wood. Yeah. I'm, 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 listen, bro. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy harvesting animals from the woods and fucking. Okay, these are the two things I plan on doing, and I don't oh need to be goodness. slowed down by your bitchiness. So, do it quietly to yourself. 
No, I mean for for real though. That's where I'm at. Like like you know, as far as like talking about the traits that make a man a man. Yeah. Yeah, doing something okay. about it. Yeah. And if there's nothing to be done about it, shut the fuck up about it. Good point. You know? I don't know where you're at with it, but like that's that's how I feel. It's such a complicated like esoteric topic, you know. Especially in a in a world where we have, you know, the gender spectrum has to constantly be thrown sure. into the conversation yeah. when you have conversations like this. With these kind of conversations, we, I, I kind of try to turn it off. We definitely can. And, you know, like the way that people identify, um, you know, not only, I guess, does it fall into varying levels of masculine masculinity and femininity. There is, uh, I guess there is like um, in, in more like androgynous side to that as well, where people probably don't identify with either. And I'm not going to claim I have like all the... Uh, you know, like the answers or I'm not like too keen to the culture per se, but yeah, I'm sure there's varying degrees and everyone kind of operates within uh, whatever that variance is, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where they're comfortable and that's where they want people to meet them. Right. And however they choose, uh, however they feel or however they choose to navigate their own inner world, you know, they have a certain level of accountability and responsibility that makes them quote, a man, which mm-hmm. you know, have is, has nothing to do with sex, but just meeting that standard of responsibility right. in themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I've talked about it before. I, I if um, you've edited all these, so um, at some point you you might have remembered. I did go on a little bit of a spiel about what makes a man a man. Oh, okay. I yeah, and uh, like I, I look toward my father as a as a really oh, yeah. really good example. I do of, remember really really good example of a man as far as uh, when he when my father was twelve years old, my grandfather, his father was hit by a car killed right wow yeah awful uh while he was working in america my father was in italy and my and my grandfather was working in america i can't even imagine what that's like to know that you're you you know how helpless you are to take your to have your father taken from you so suddenly especially on the other side of the planet Mm. so my father had to drop out of school and start working and just start helping to provide for the family yeah you know moves to a country where he doesn't speak the language and makes a life for himself and lives in Fairfield County. Has three happy, healthy boys. Yeah. Finds uh finds an angel of a woman. My mother just, just was a stonemason for forty five years. Yeah. He literally goes into the woods and kills animals and and puts them on the dinner table. That's a fucking man. That is a man. All you're, right. Yeah, you're meeting the needs of your family. And you know what? Someone who does yoga and speaks softly and you know. And, and has a way about him that isn't maybe conventionally masculine, but still does what needs to be done because it needs to be done when it needs to be done. That's still a man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, you, and you don't have yeah. to be such a rugged individual as my father to be considered a man, but you have to have a sense of personal responsibility, accountability, and and worry about something that's for beyond yourself. You know, it's interesting. You know, we're talking about what what it takes to be a man. You mm-hmm. know, and I think for men, one of the things that really defines someone who has reached that level of maturity that we're, you know, ascribing it to be manhood is being comfortable in your masculine femininity. Mm -hmm. Like every man, I think has this feminine aspect of themselves. And I don't, I I don't think, I think if they don't really have a relationship with that aspect of themselves, they're not being a hundred percent genuine. Right. Because they're either caught up in ego or pride or societal standard. And I think for me, I guess part of, becoming a man is to have a really in tune relationship with yourself and that femininity and um you know being okay with it and, yeah. and and no insecurity or anything and you know other guys who are insecure and they're not secure in themselves like they'll 
they'll shame you for having that that like nurturing side of yeah. yourself. But that's one of the most powerful traits that a man can have. I think you make an extremely good point, and you're absolutely right. Uh, embracing, uh, you know, embr- embracing yourself, you know, just, uh, in general, mm. I think is important. But yeah, every aspect of yourself, because you're not, you know, these traditionally masculine traits aren't what make a man. What make a man is a complete man. You know, being mm. a complete man. Like, all right, back to my father. That guy likes to throw a flower in his hair sometimes. Do it. Not joking. Absolutely. He, he'll be out in his garden that he more food that he made with his hands, you know? Yeah. And he'll, you know, he'll clip a flower and just like place it in his ear. You know what I mean? It's a he, beautiful thing. It is. It is. And yeah, being in touch with, you know, like I sing, you know what I mean? I don't know mm. if that's necessarily feminine, but I think it's where where we're at with like these gender roles. Abs- sure. You know, a guy who sings can definitely take some. Well, it depends what you're singing, heat. I guess. Uh, only Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing but Britney Spears. I I am very very adamant about that. Hmm. Shania Twain, a little bit about of her as well. But yeah, you know what's funny? There's this meme going around which I fucking adore right now on on Facebook and Instagram. And it's this super jacked dude, and he's got like a Bowie knife in one hand with like a beef patty on it. And there's a text that says, no woman will ever control me. And then it goes to the second clip, and it's him super jacked, like in a tutu with his like three-year-old daughter having a tea party. <laughs> and it's like the most beautiful, yeah. innocent thing. Yeah, it's adorable, man. And it's just, I love it. And I, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, talk, go, going back to like, yeah, uh, so like avoiding those feminine things does not make you a man. Dude, If because... Back to my golden rule. What needs your daughter needs a tea party guest right now. Yeah. That's what needs to happen for her personal development. She she needs that guest. She needs you sitting there. And she needs you in a tutu. Well, you're putting on a fucking tutu. Oh, yeah. All right. Because that's what a man does, right? A man does what needs to be done when it needs to be done. And Mr. So, Fuzzy Kin needs a cup of tea as exactly, well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Please <laughs> stop calling me that. And I, <laughs> and uh and yeah, so so like in that situation, you have to compartmentalize put away whatever you thought you know this rugged bullshit man is supposed to be because it's all about responsibility it's what it's it's what needs to happen and i'll i'll probably keep repeating it throughout the episode if we're gonna keep on you know yeah staying on this topic but speaking of this topic um something uh moving on because something i did want to talk to you about yeah. we, oh. we one of a I, I did i say it or you said it i think i said you it. said it and yeah. i'm like but it was the top of the conversation anyway you just kind of buttoned it up real well yeah and um so to quote you Nice guys win at 30. Right. Yeah. And, I, and, I said it. But we were both talking about how this thing is like, you know, being a quote unquote nice guy, which I have some uh, reservations about and I'd like to explain a little bit, but being a quote unquote nice guy your whole life and like you're going to get treated like shit. You're going to watch the hot girl go with the guy many more times than you and, you know, you'll often get overlooked and stepped on. But something happens later, I guess. Yeah. The closer you inch to 30. Yeah. We're like. It start the tables start to turn a little bit because you know women get really jaded about assholes eventually. Eventually, they're not at like twenty two. They'll still date a few assholes. You know what I mean? And and that's something something you're just still dealing with is like they're, they're but as they get older and as they date assholes, date assholes, date assholes, they start to they eh. real they realize it's not worth it anymore. Right? Exactly. Like whatever pleasure, whatever affirmation, whatever romance. At the end of the day, it's not worth the negative things that you're taking on the emotional stress and i think you know women have this biological clock they want to mm. nurture they want to give birth and not i'm not saying for this for every woman but they want to be all able women to- want to give birth go on we can make this generalization <laughs> no, i'm comfortable oh with goodness. it sound bite it put it on the internet yes. all women want to give birth 
and you're not a woman if you don't want to give birth. <laughs> oh my God! Canceled! 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 <laughs> you were saying? <laughs> oh man! But you know what? They don't have the time. You know, and right. and that's respectable for fuckery. Mm-hmm. And guys want to, and a lot of guys we just want to fool around. And how do you blame us? We could do our body works the same at like fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's we don't so have shitty. That, that same it's so, that it's same such, rush. Yeah. I guess. Um, also, I want to backtrack real quick. Yeah. If you're a, a if you're a female, I only use female. You'll understand why once I further explain the example. I don't like calling women female, but females. But if you are a female and in your late twenties and still dating assholes, still still getting together with guys that you know are going to break your heart, you're a girl. That is one. Uh, that is one sign okay, of not being a okay. woman. You, if you are still caught up in that bad boy shit in your mid to late twenties, you're a you're a fucking girl Ugh, like you yeah. need to grow up <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> because eventually you got to figure out like you can't just keep touching the hot stove and get fucking burnt asshole <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> oh this is good i knew this was gonna be a fun episode so so i'll tell you like you know i went to college everyone is all the women nerd are, go on nerd everyone's all the women are romping around in their tight yoga pants and their ugg shoes and whatever mm-hmm. and, and everyone is fooling around such as you sound like you're 78 years old right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah i hate you know okay so Everyone is a part of this college culture, which you expect them to be. Right, it's a yeah. part of your coming of age or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, and me as like uh was never. I mean, I'm a social guy, but like in these massively social. Thought you're about to be me. I'm a socialist, and no. <laughs> just right in the middle of the combo. Yeah. Um, you know, and being in these massive social spheres, like you, obviously don't. You can't be a part of all these cultures, but you could witness them. And what I saw is, like you said, all these attractive women. With seemingly guys that really didn't care about them at all. And you wonder to yourself, especially me being young in college, I'm a nice guy. Why is she with this bad guy? Why? And, you know, I shouldn't generalize, generalize, but Mm -hmm. it just seems like the guy isn't really uh, invested and he's just just some the way he presents himself, the way he treats her or whatever. Um, I'm a nice guy. Why can't uh, I have something like that? You know, but. Nice girls don't want nice guys, especially at that age. Yeah. I mean, so, but here's a perfect example, bringing it back to what I was saying. What? Let's not put all of society's, let's not put all of being a nice guy, right? Let's not sure. put all of that on other people. Like, why don't you like us nice guys? Well, sure. what do nice guys lack is our ability to do something about our feelings. Okay. Right? Sure. So what's going on there? Why not this? Why not that? You're complaining. And you're not taking what you think is yours. Mm. See, part of I maybe part of it isn't that the girls come around. Is that at twenty something, nice guys finally have a little bit of confidence, you know. Right. And once you do have the confidence to get yourself out there and get yourself in front and shoot your shot, you could have you could see some positive That's results. A good point. You know. You know. I don't. I don't want to put this all on other people. Like, yeah. Sure. Being a being a nice guy. That's part of it. You're not. You're not, you don't, you're not as tenacious. You don't get after You're not that confident. Nice guys are often not that ambitious or or don't have the balls to do something about. Yeah. You have to be in a position to put yourself out there and not be afraid to be rejected. And those guys who are out there at that young age, they, they don't feel that shame, you know, as much as maybe someone else. You can't, you can't blame a girl for only going after the guys who are going after her. Sure. You know, why would you be on the menu if you're not. I don't know if a menu is a good, good is yeah. a good metaphor, but we're going with What's it. What's for dessert? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's sex. And um, <laughs> why why would you be on the menu if you didn't even show up? Right. You have yeah. to at least be someone. She. You have to shoot your shot to be considered 
for anything. That's not just not just relationships. That's with a job. Like, right. how the fuck are you going to get a job you didn't apply for? Right. So yeah. how are you going to get a girl that you didn't ask out? You know, and that another thing about being a nice guy, you might also be a bit of a pussy. You might be afraid of that rejection. Yeah, right? a lot of guys are. And and just that fear of rejection might lead to more rejection because they, you know, it's, it smells on you. So confidence is yeah, such you a can huge wear part it. about all it's this, like man. It's like an energy. It really is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely noticed, like, I, I had a tweet the other day that um, that basically, like, I wish they made a cologne that smells like indifference <laughs> because... <laughs> In my experience, that's been the most powerful thing. Indifference. The, the less you care, the less you seem, less you seem, but really the less you care right. about, you know, ch- chicks, you know, attracting chicks to you. Right. The more they will for whatever the fuck it is, you know? There might be some deeply rooted psychological, like, attraction, not in all women, but maybe some, to, to want to fix someone or to get involved with someone. I want to fix them. Maybe. I want to fix them. That, and that also plays back into the bad guy thing. I don't I don't want to, sh- I, maybe I shit on women a little bit too hard with that, with, with the, if you're, you know, you're, you're immature if you're going after bad guys. Well, the mystery is alluring too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably part, there's a chase that's involved. And I right. think people like that game of cat and mouse. It's very yeah. like... Your endorphins are going, and your mm-hmm. fair hormones and everything, and it's just—it's like, very strange, isn't it? It's yeah. exciting. Yeah, the the uh, when someone becomes more available to you, you want them less. Yeah, and then when someone is you know elusive and mysterious and like shows that, listen, I got better things to do. It's like, oh mm. man, I'm yeah. I guess during that whole process of courting, you know, you determine whether or not they can meet your emotional and process of courting. There couldn't be anything less sexy to say. (laughs) The the process of courting. Again, you are 78 years old. The women are lining up at the door. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he wants to court me through a process. (laughs) I'm so fucking turned on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Shit, dude. No, it's fine, man. You you speak the way you speak and you will you will, you know. Just wait until I am an old man. How do you think I'm going to talk then? Oh, my God. It's going to be on another level. <laughs> Good. I'm excited for that day. You're just going to be an owl. You're just going to be an old, oh wise owl. That's I hope. How, that's who you're going to be. put me on the mantle. older age. I, I don't know if you ever used that... Uh, the Snapchat feature that ages you. Yeah, once. But I was a really. I thought I looked good. I I looked good because I looked exactly like my father, who was a striking, wow. striking Italian man. And I was like, I was really actually blown away because it white. If you have a beard, it'll whiten your beard for oh, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I got it to a point where like it's just about where my father's age was because you mm. could do even older than my father. Okay. But I, I got it to right there, and I'm like, holy shit, man! Like looking good. I, I even set up the side by sides. Like I, I I you know the pictures out there somewhere, but. I looked like unbelievably like my father. And I'm not saying, I don't know how accurate that thing is, but it's, you know, it seems like it does a pretty good job. It takes your natural wrinkle lines. That technology is actually terrifying. That is just available. I quickly deleted my picture because I was afraid Russia would take my identity. It's right in Snapchat now is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, That that face app, the age app thing, like Snapchat figured out the technology. You could do it right now. Jeez. Um, Yeah, which I guess I trust an American company more than a Russian company. But who's... Who's to say? Right, who's to say? Nobody knows. We don't don't own our own identities anymore. We've signed our lives away to Google. Long time ago. Yeah, early on before anybody knew what data was we were signing off to it and now that it's this massively uh what's what's when something is worth jesus what a brain fart value yes massively valuable Mm. commodity uh we didn't know we had we signed it away in like the early 2000s you know what i mean we we definitely 
did we didn't know how valuable it would once become and all these big tech companies basically own that yeah google being one of them yeah the reason why google is one of the most powerful uh powerful companies on the planet it's because they uh they kind of own us yeah pretty much but uh, I don't want to get into no, no. We're gonna talk about like uh, you know cybernetics and like bioethics and all yeah, which of... I'm not smart enough to no, do. I'm just some guy. I've got lots of conspiracy theories, but we we're not gonna go down that road. I, well, because I used I've probably talked about it on here before, but I used to be pretty tapped into conspiracy theories until Flat Earth made its way to me. Yeah, that was uh, that was a doozy. Yeah, Flat Earth made its way to me, and I'm like, oh, this is for stupid people. <laughs> Conspiracy <laughs> theories are for stupid people to give us something to do and make us feel smart. I'm like, I'm I'm out. I'm out. 9-11, outside job. JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald. Like just literally, I just started <laughs> I, I I pulled all the yarn pins and just like and just like reconnected them and made it much less I'm just like, whatever was told to me, that's what happened. And Jeffrey Epstein I can't say it. <laughs> you can't say I can't it. say No, it. you can't. It's too egregious. It's just too <laughs> fucking egregious, man. How did that guy kill himself? How? Okay. How how is that still funniest fucking thing is that that's still the official story really it, it still hasn't come out that like okay we killed him because he was too powerful to be alive no one we it's still the official story is still that guys the officials i know so much has happened this year it's like we kind of just forget about these things but the official story of a guy who was a convicted child sex trafficker who had an island that he would bring these children to and would have fucking pedophile parties right we know this for a fact he was doing this okay that's factual uh, knowledge the official story is that this man was captured and put in a high security prison with a cellmate who looked like the incredible hulk Jeez, and he killed himself while the cameras happened to be malfunctioning. Of course, he was on suicide watch. They knew that he was a suicide risk. Which means they have to check he, him every 15 minutes. He had billionaires flying into this island, millionaires, the influential people in the world. Bill Clinton went on his plane, I don't know, like fucking like three dozen times or something like that. Mm. And the official story is that he killed himself while cameras were on them they just weren't working you know what i mean like not a single soul as ba- and i don't want to do conspiracy theories anymore but sometimes i'm like come on uh, a, come on you know what that might be the official story but not a single soul believes it that's the weirdest thing about it yeah. nobody on earth believes the official story it's got to be one of uh, exactly i don't want to go down yeah, yeah. that hole it's i'd just, rather just talk about what pussies some men are no <laughs> <laughs> maybe i went a little off oh no that no that's good but um because I, I, I think there's a lot of people who think of themselves as quote-unquote tough, yeah, and then they spend their whole day complaining. And I'm like, listen, I don't care how many guns you have. I don't care how much you lift. I don't care how, how much, you know, how many women you get with. I, what, whatever your metric is for deciding, you mm-hmm. know, what masculinity is. If you're just bitching and moaning about things you all know what? day. To that point, I think part of development, you know, into adulthood um, is about choosing what people you want to surround you with. Yeah. Your your life with. And, I agree. And you know what? Those people that you choose, they'll have your best interest at heart and they want to see you thrive and they want to see you flourish. And that's your responsibility to put yourself around those positive people to be the best that you can be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree entirely, man. And these people that you say that are complaining, they might not have that sphere of people to give them that encouragement. They might not have that confidence or that, um, you know, innate ability. Uh, uh, ability maybe because some chemical factor or whatever it is but they can choose to make those choices and to put themselves in those spheres in order to 
be more accountable, you know, and it's for sure. It is work, but we, we all can do it. We can, we can meet that standard slowly. I agree. I agree. And yeah, uh, with surrounding yourself with people that bring you up, so to speak. Yeah. And, and getting rid of the toxic ones. Yeah. But, um, like me personally, my group of friends, I'm totally the odd man out as far as like, they're all so much more successful than I am. Really? Oh my God. They all, they all make a, you know, a few of them make a bunch of money or are on track to make a bunch of mm. money, uh, have their own place or just that in some way or not. And I'm not trying to shit on myself and be like, I'm, I'm not successful. Like I, I'm happy with who I am and yeah, I want to yeah. get better obviously. But like, I surround myself with these guys because it's good to surround yourself with successful people. Yeah. I believe it's good to surround yourself with successful people and not get in the, the losing mind uh, mindset, the losing mentality. I think we should take a moment to define what success means. I like that a lot because yeah. ever since I was younger, I, I've used the term conventional success oh. to re, to that's what I call what when we say the word success, I call that conventional success. Okay. Which is basically uh, the thing that they want to see on a maybe like a job interview, like on your resume, okay. things that could be put on paper. Mm. Uh, money, uh, jobs, just relationships, a, a wife or like a, or a, a quote unquote a successful. Seems that like superficially appealing. Exactly. That someone who didn't know you could look at them and say like this is successful, right? Mm. But here's the thing. So, so for me, for me, success, succeeding get uh, is it, a, those things could factor into it. Sure. But it, it has a lot to do with how you view yourself, mm. right? Because ultimately if you're not satisfied with the person you're becoming or the person you're trying to be, then who, you know, you could be a billionaire and still have nothing basically. Mm. So the way that I look at success is just how you feel about yourself, how you carry about yourself and, and what, how you're trending. Don't forget, you know, are you, are you going up? Are you getting better? Even if it's a little bit, even if it's not every day or at least staying the same and then getting better another day. Yeah. Being okay is great. You know, being, being okay is great. Just, you know, don't want to get too, complacent thank you that was the exact That's word i was gonna what. say don't want to get too complacent about it but like i said good enough like being okay is great because you're not losing a step at least and when you do lose a step it's okay just work on getting back yeah. you know but that's where success for me, like obviously happiness is a huge factor. Yeah. That's, I want to hear that's, like outside of conventional success, what is your success? So for me, yeah, it's being a complete person. It's, mm. it's, it's knowing in my, in my heart that I'm okay with being alone, being alone with myself. Mm. Like I, I could go on a, a long walk and be and, and by myself and be okay with my company. You know, no in, music in your own company. Exactly. Be, be okay in my own company. Be okay in my own skin. Mm. Um, not be codependent as far as like I need another another person to to function. Um, and uh, those things really factor into it for me. Like I'm I'm a very very happy person, and I have a lot of passions. And when you take some of those passions away from me, I have other passions I fall back on. That's the mm. way I operate. I don't think it's the way that everyone needs to be operate uh, needs to operate. But for me, that's where I get a lot of worth, a lot of self worth, a yeah. lot of value is is having a lot, not placing my identity in too many things. Ultimately, my identity is in myself. But as far as success, just feeling a sense of an accomplishment mm. about things that you wanted to do, you know, not things that you were forced to do or sometimes you are forced to do something and stepping up to that, you know? Yeah. But you had some, it looks like you had some, I'm just thinking of you being alone with yourself. And I'm just imagining like this duplicitous person having conversations out loud with their multiple personalities. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, not quite, quite at that level, but I'm, I definitely do some pretty funny shit when I'm alone. Yeah, I talk uh, to myself out loud. I talk to, I'll talk to like animals sometimes. Yeah. I love talking to animals. Like when I'm on a run or a hike or something like that, like, yeah. like just like a random squirrel or something or just like 
internal monologue, but saying it out loud, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, not quite as far as like voices in my head or something like that. What? Oh, no, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say join the club. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that, that's success for me. Just like being ha- like mm. all the, I have a lot of hobbies and those hobbies are things that I tried and stuck with. Yeah. And not stuck with because I'm going to stick with this because I need to. Stuck with it because I loved it. I yeah. tried it and I wanted it to be there, you know? Mm. And that's the thing. All the things in my life I feel are there because I want them to be there. And mm. for me, that's a form of success. Now, success, I don't like to I, – I feel like success is often viewed as a as a, a finished, like all done. Completed. Wrap it up. We're, yeah. we're, we're good to go. It. It's, 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 it's constantly evolving what success is because, like, if I just had – I mean, maybe – on my deathbed, hopefully decades and decades from now, if all I have accomplished is what I have accomplished right now, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't think that would be very great, but also I've put so many things in line. It's like, how would I, wouldn't I accomplish more? You know, mm. I, cause I love doing these things. I love pursuing them. And I love getting better at them. So I don't see why I would get any, right. you know, but that's success for me is, is, um, being, oh, being okay with yourself, you know, looking yourself in the mirror, like, I hate to fucking plug it, but I'll do it. It's like, just being good enough. Yeah. Looking yourself in the mirror and being like, yeah, dude, yeah, not hating yourself. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's a lot of a, a lot of people who are quote unquote successful, conventional success. Mm. They're not at that state and not even intending on getting that state. They're just like, well, as long as I keep on making more and more money and buying more and more cool shit, yeah. being superficially successful, being successful so that people could see me and say that's success. But they end up not being happy. So, Stefano, you've defined your success as your own personal fulfillment and happiness in like your endeavors. Sure. And this is that a part of that is this show for sure, which I've had the absolute pleasure of editing and like, you're just as much the show as I am. Yeah. Really. You really are. It's our sweat and blood. It really is. It really <laughs> is. Tears. Yeah, for sure. I was like, damn it, Stefano. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying at the keyboard. Deleting. Really? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we don't usually get there with this show, but, um, the impact that your show has had on people all over the world has mm. is like probably greater than you even know wow yeah i, I hadn't really considered that <laughs> well you're about to experience that a little bit what do you mean so I, we have a gift for you what from one of your listeners from outside of the country what the yeah. fuck no way what no lou said he had a surprise for me i didn't know what it was shut the fuck up he's handing me a package he's handing me a package don't even tell me from Australia? Shut up. No fucking way. Oh my God. I've talked about the fact that I have a listener out in Australia who's actually become a friend of mine too online. Jesus this Christ. Very Ava- Avani, you wrap the fuck out of this thing. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. Sorry if this isn't good good podcast right now. Uh, filling out the time while opening this. I am so excited. This is like Christmas day. What did she do? She wrapped it so nice. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's wrapped. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh, there's a note. I don't know if I should be re- read the note out on air, but um oh my god. Oh, there's so much. Look at this. Oh my god, there's two notes. There's <laughs> there's a card and a, okay, okay. What what do we got? What do we got? So first thing, it's the tinier one. They're both soft. They're both really soft. What? The, oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, it is a what? little oh, <laughs> Hold on. It is an emu toy. Oh my god, it's so cute. I love it. It's staying in the it's all right. This has to stay in the studio. Made in Australia. Oh my god, I love it. It's adorable. And what's this? What's the Dude, she got me so much shit. Bits of Australia Aussie slang magnet pack. <laughs> what? This is so cool. 
and 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 a, an Australian a bag filled with Australian goodies. Oh my god, tell me these are holy shit, she did so much. <gasps> Stickers. Oh my god. Shark cross. And candy. Oh, she did she did one of those things. She sent a bunch of No fucking way! She sent Vegemite! I wanted to say <laughs> I wanted to eat Dude, ever since I was a tiny stupid fat kid, I've always wanted to eat Vegemite. I've always wondered what the fuck this stuff tastes like. Oh she sent God. me a couple little things of it. She sent me a whole bunch of Australian treats. I am so excited for this. What? Oh my god. And then she's got notes. Um Bits of Australia, dude. She's the fucking coolest. This what? is wild. Oh my god. And 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 international. Okay, okay, okay. I could definitely read this. Okay, okay. I'm gonna read this out on air, guys. This is incredible. So, uh, a very good friend of mine from across the world, who I've never actually met in person, though we've we've gotten close. We talk a lot on Facebook Messenger, uh, and and uh, she she's probably heavily influenced the show at this point just because she 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 bi- all right so huge shout out to Avani Avani you know I love you she uh she's binged this show guys in the past couple of weeks she's listened to every fucking episode I shit you not she she by by the time you're listening to this she'll have been caught up she's listened to all 40 episodes because she's She's been stuck in a crazy quarantine, obviously. Uh, Victoria, Australia specifically, is having a real rough go of it. But she, she, she goes, uh, Hi, Estefano. <clears throat> it is a carnal sin to make an international friend and not force them to try Vegemite, LOL. <laughs> Thanks for putting out a super cool podcast. It brightens my day, makes me laugh, and reminds me to hydrate and to be nicer to myself. Hope you enjoy the little treats. Please share them with Lou, who was in on this surprise. Yeah. P.S. I actually did have a pet emu, but it kept doing massive turds on our ver- <laughs> veranda. So my dad gave it away. Avani. Oh, my God. This is one of the sweetest things anybody has ever done. I, I thank you so much. And this is a bigger gift than you could understand. Uh, folks, I, I talk about reaching out to people and bringing people together and being good enough and being okay with yourself. I I'm putting a message out into the world that I, I, I want to see more of in the world. And this means a lot that someone would do something like this. I don't get gifts. I'm not a gift guy. I, I don't give a whole lot of gifts either, but um definitely got to definitely got to send something out to Avani. This is so damn touching. All right, guys. So, Good enough is making some kind of an yeah. impact on the world. Uh, this is this is really beautiful. This is really really thoughtful. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, everybody, put some put stuff out. Don't don't worry about getting paid for it. There's <laughs> shits on the way. <laughs> Goddamn, that was really 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 sweet. Um, okay, back to it. Thank you, Lou. So I'm Lou, glad we could do so this. So Lou for kept you, on. Man. This Lou, is like dude, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate that. You kept on. You were you said you had a big surprise for I me did, earlier yeah. today, and then uh, guys, this will be on the Instagram. I'll take a picture of everything, so make sure uh, you know I plug it in the end. But make sure you go on the Good Enough Podcast on Instagram if you want to see this awesome care package that Avani sent me. Oh my god! And um, yeah, uh, thank you very much for keeping that a secret. Yeah. Do, doing so good, and yeah, you were you were you were saying it's a surprise for both of us. You were going to do it on the show, but you don't know what. I've known about this for like a month and a half. Yeah, because so fucking long yeah. to come right I, that's yeah. incredible dude oh shit dude. she messaged me one day and she was like hey is this the right place and i was like yes it is oh my god i, I love that address and i everything. saw she had followed you a while back and i'm like i i just assumed well she listened to the show so yeah she want, you know she wants to know who lou is but that's really cool man i wanted to message her and let her know the package arrived like uh two days ago 
and uh, I couldn't find her anywhere. So I was just like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's yeah. just put on the, this on the episode. This is so cool, dude. It was the perfect timing to have me on. And, Hell yeah. And to give you this gift. I appreciate it, dude. Well, um, what do you call it? We still got... Actually, wait, do we have... We're cruising along, man. Yeah, right? Did my timer go out? Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, as I was saying... Lou, uh, what are some things that we could do on the show next? So, I want to... I didn't even tell, talk to listeners about this, but... So, I want to start having you on the show more often. Yeah. And... Uh, guys, if you're still listening on this episode, I don't know if the whole present bit made you turn it off, but um, no, I'm just kidding. I know people still listen, but I want people to start giving a little bit more feedback towards these episodes that I'm going to be putting out. I want to start doing like more of a, how should I say, segmented, just for one lose on, more of a segmented, prepared show. And obviously we'll still do surprises, but even some of you guys calling in, you know, if you're interested in being on this show, now's your time to speak up. Right, we could we could do a little call. We'll we'll discuss it pre, uh, beforehand what you're going to be coming on and talking about. But uh, phone-ins, uh, if you have an idea for something that'll add to the show, you tell me. You'll obviously get a huge shout out. But uh, n- specific pieces of news, we're a little bit more production as far as like adding some fun sounds to all these segments and and yeah, I I, I want to just start having a little bit more fun with it because now that it is a little bit more of a established show and I, I my interview format is there I want to see what I could do with it as not necessarily a variety show but like when I don't have a guest or it's a week that I don't feel like interviewing someone we could have a little bit more fun with it and I could build that episode over the month and then do it all in one episode you know right. what I mean so I'm excited for that but I don't know uh, I'm, I'm sure Lou will have some ideas too because yeah. like I said Lou is just as much this show as I am um, I mean I guess I guess if something had to happen where you couldn't do the show anymore or I moved or whatever, I mean, I might be able to do it, still do it in the same capacity, but I wouldn't want to. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So we're not, we're not going anywhere. That's good, man. Yeah. That is really good. Hell yeah. Lou, it's been a while since I asked you. Yeah. What makes you happy? What makes me happy? Yeah. And don't fucking say your family. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love my family. Great. Moving on. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, dude. I remember what I said last time. Do you? Yeah. I don't remember shit. I don't remember what I've said on any of these podcasts. I'll, well, I... <laughs> Too goddamn many. Um, I think it was... The last thing I said was something about being able to um, live out my creative expression. Mm-hmm. And um, I live for that creativity. And like, what, however it is, through movement, through art, through music. Right. But can't say the same thing twice. And there's lots of things that make me happy. So... Yeah. Let me process that for a minute. Um, you know what? There, there are so many things, and they mostly have to do with my mind, because I live in my mind. I'm such a cerebral. We're Geminis in that way. I love to think. Yeah. I'm so comfortable there, and some people aren't. Some people love to, the revel in their emotion. Yeah. I have a, it's fun being inside the mind. Go ahead. I don't, I don't want to interrupt yeah, this train but, of thought. But for me, I think one of the joys of life and living is the social interactions you have with people who have a similar capacity for thought. And to have that intellectual banter, for someone to be able to playfully dismantle your idea and help you rebuild it, and to have those intellectual stimulating conversations, like that's pure happiness for Mm -hmm. me. To feel understood, to be able to communicate effectively with someone where you don't feel like you need to totally unravel your idea to feel to be understood yeah and it's just a joy to sit down with someone and to say here is my idea this is why i believe it and then for for them to just engage you on that same 
like thinking frequency. Right. It's like a brain orgasm. Absolutely. I need it. And I love it. And that's pure joy for me. Yeah. And I, I think it's a really important way to uh, consider thinking it, with new ideas, uh, different people. Just it's not always an argument. You're not always trying to get someone to think like you. In fact, I don't think you should. Yeah. You should explain how you feel, how you think about things and let them decide where they're at. Exactly. Right? Give them as much insight as they can, as much as you could provide. And from there, have a discussion. But it doesn't always have it doesn't always have to be an argument. And and on top of that, uh what, what you were saying before with like being inside your own mind when mm. no one else is there, like that's actually where I do the most of my arguing is with myself. Yep. I love playing devil's advocate mm. to my own ideas, you know, and sometimes I'll play devil's advocate to other people's ideas because I, I just think it'll make for a more interesting conversation. It's yep. not just to be a dick. But yeah, the things that I believe, I question constantly as far as like, is this the best way? Is this the right way? The is time. this because and I, I believe that's how it should be. But far be it for me to change someone else's process. There is a certain beauty in the people who don't second guess like they're they're like the way that they choose to navigate their life. Right. Like some people, they get a thought, they get a feeling and they say, yes, hundred percent go for it without. Mm -hmm. And they just go, go, go. And you never once have to question their authenticity. Right. For someone who's a thinking person, for someone who is constantly constructing and uh, like unraveling ideas, it's more complex for, in their own world. You know, ideas aren't so simple. Like mm -mm. goals aren't so simple. There's, no, they're, they're but, like water. They just move. They shift. So it's sometimes for people outside, it's difficult to understand that world. Oh, yeah. But for someone who is such a driven, singularly focused person, there is such a beauty because you never need to guess what they're thinking, what mm -hmm. their motive is. And it's just simple. And it's so good sometimes. Mm -hmm. it, just to capture like the different trains of thought and why, why they, we can appreciate them. Mm -hmm. But I'm not that person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like you appreciate a principled person. Yeah. But like it ain't, and it's the same same as me. You, you and I have very similar minds in that aspect. We're like, I love that someone, yeah, they, they look it away and it's like, this is the way that things are done, yeah. right? And it's good for you. But like, I, I don't, I'm constantly figuring out, I, I have no problem with being wrong for 10 years. I have no problem with like, oh, oh, well, okay. New info, yeah. right? It's, it, and, and. Like maybe I, the negative that comes with that is being faltering or wavering. Like you, you're, you don't have anything to stand on, but it's like, how do you stand on such a fickle reality? Who the fuck's foundation is still intact right now after the year we've had? Yeah. Right. True. You, who, how many people's one to five, 10 year plans were completely uh, pulled from underneath them. Right. With me, a guy that thinks the way I think. All this shit, I, I, I've said it before, it hasn't been that bad for me mm. because that's just the way that my mind's rooted. It's, it's, it's able to pack up, you know, I'm, I, my, my brain is a trailer park yeah. or a, tra a trailer in a trailer park. park, you know what I mean? Where it's like the environment changes, but the, the, the vessel is still intact. Look, I've said very similar things and, and people's responses vary because I feel like my world hasn't changed that much either with the, with the virus. I have a job that is sustainable through the coronavirus and the quarantine. Um, and People kind of brush it off as like, oh, well, you're just a privileged person because you're able to navigate this world without any extreme difficulty. Right. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, based, just based off of your circumstances and your environment, they're just kind of, it's outside of yourself. So I really don't, I mean, there's, I don't know how to categorize it. Categorize what? <clears throat> like this idea of 
whether or not like you like your life is challenging, your life isn't challenging uh, based off of your circumstance and and how people view you based off of how you're not like doing the quarantine. Stefano, you said your world hasn't changed that much. Mine hasn't either. And someone might uh, lump you into a stereotype or a category because how unaffected you are. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And they're, and they're welcome to. Yeah. Listen, but listen, you put me in whatever box I need to be in in order for you to make sense of what's coming in. Really? Yeah, that's a good way to put I, it. I, I'm not the kind of person, like, don't put me in a box. Don't label me. Fuck, label me all, whatever you need to, man. I yeah. For some people, they just see the guy who lifts and likes lifting and lifting culture. So I'm just this gym bro, right? Mm. Some people, you know, they only know me through theater. You know, some, whatever it is, like, Fine. If that's the thing you need to lock me in because life is just too much goddamn shit coming at you in life that you that you don't have time to figure every single person out. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Because because guess what? We'll bring this full circle. I'm okay with me, and I know I know who me is. I almost said I know emu because I'm staring at a fucking toy. <laughs> I know a plush emu. <laughs> Thanks, Savani. Does it have uh, a name? Um, we we we'll, we will name it. Um, Eric the emu. It's named Eric. Eric. Aww. The emu is Australia's largest flightless bird and is found throughout the mainland of Australia. It grows up to a height of two meters, nearly seven feet. Whoa. And yada yada yada, all kinds of cool stuff. So, uh, I'm not sure what point I was making because the emu caught my uh attention but uh yeah it's interesting though. there's a fucking reason listen guys there's a reason i end every episode with the way i end every episode which is drink more water and be nicer to each other because that's it just worry about those things okay so what if if you got to label someone for, for for them to make sense to you fine just don't be a dick to them don't be don't put a label on them it's like well now that i've bit, put this label on them i could it gives me permission to be an asshole to this person. Like label people however the fuck you want. Yeah. Treat them nicely. Right. And drink some goddamn water. Absolutely. Stay hydrated. It's that important that I will say it every fucking episode. Okay. But yeah, man, I don't I don't really I don't care how how you process somebody. So yeah. Uh if if you may act a certain way one time in front of someone and they just lock you in there, that's their problem, right? If it helps them understand I'll, their I'll own. talk to anybody and yeah. assume they could change. Right. Because I, I do believe that I, yeah. I, I believe that everyone is capable of changing their ways mm. of of altering their st- state of mind, um, whether they want to or not. It's it's possible. Yeah. So uh, that's where I stand on that. But I mean, I don't know if you remember what you did last time for this part of the show, but I do. Wanted, I do I, remember. Good. And I don't even need to ask you the question. I have such a complicated way of asking the question because I think it is a it's a big question. And I people guess get so flabbergasted. They do, but they always deliver. Everyone has given me something I like, uh, something something that's worth being said, right? Yeah. But I'll phrase it again, just so we don't fuck up the process. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As we know, I could quit this podcast tomorrow, but I would like it to always be available for people to listen to. Mm. And with that, I like my guest to speak something into infinity, something that'll last, something yeah. that'll stay there, something for us to remember them by. A little piece of Lou. So. If you could bring this wonderful time to a close, I'd appreciate it. Mm. Lou, speak something into infinity. If you could be like a tree in, and the stressors of life come against your leaves and your branches, don't be rigid because a tree under the harsh stresses of wind or environmental factors will break. So be flexible like a tree. So when stress comes, and pain and suffering and all of the challenges of life 
bend back and forth so that you're able to withstand the storm and keep your roots firm and try not to be so rigid in ideology when it comes to your social interactions and your love and how you decide to treat people. Be open to understanding, sympathizing, empathizing, and meet people where they're at. Not every single person has your same experience. Not every same person has your same love. Not every same person has your mind or your heart. So meet people where they're at. Give them empathy. Give them love. Be flexible. Don't hold onto anything too tightly. Otherwise, you'll break. Is it any surprise that he is the producer of this show, folks? <laughs> that was beautiful, Lou, as always. Uh, so, plugs. Um, you want to plug some stuff? Some, some, let them know about the studio. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you got some new shows coming out of the studio. Maybe you want to plug those. Uh, sure. We got all kinds of new shows coming up. They're not uh, all out on the streaming platforms just yet. But just for a point of reference, um, you'll be seeing some things come up on the Royal Fox Studio Instagram. We have a new show, uh, Bodybuild. It's a bodybuilding show about people who are lifting. They work at the Gat uh, Supplement Company. And uh, their show is called Lifestyle Gains. They'll be talking about working out, workout culture, supplements, um, and all that good stuff. We have another show starting up uh, called The Black Girl Code. They're talking about... Um, That's Black Girl Code. Yes, the yep. Black Girl Code. They will be discussing the intricacies of their culture and things going on in their in their world. I'm not the show's very new, so I'm still kind of unraveling that. And then we have another show uh, out of New Haven. They come down here, and it's called No FOMO, No Fear of Missing Out. And that show will be launching hopefully uh, tomorrow or the day after that. And they they're purpose is to capture the essence of the college life right now um, with all the COVID things going on, what it's like to be an underclassman, an upperclassman, and their, and their students at a university in New Haven. Uh, and of course, we have the Good Enough Show, which I am uh, happy to be a part of today. Hell yeah, bro. Um, and then we have Bono's, uh, our first uh, exclusive video podcast that you'll be able to find on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. Uh, and then a brand new show um, is my own show, and one of my passions is discussing people's faith and religion and what they believe and why they believe it. So my show will be starting up very soon, and it's called What the Faith. Such a good name. What the Faith. It's a fantastic name for a show. We uh, recorded our first episode the other day, and I'm, I'll be editing that and pushing it out uh, for all of your listening ears if you're interested to hear about why people believe what they believe. Um and there's no judgment, no one's right or wrong. I just want to capture the essence of their experience on what the faith. Um, and of course, you can find me at Royal Fox Studio, and you can I'll be posting all those shows so you can stay updated. Uh, 100% Instagram and Facebook. Hell yeah! And as always, you could find me at Stephabro on Twitter. My Twitter is actually starting to get a little bit of traction, but uh, which is cool. Um, but anyway, at Stephabro on Twitter, at Stephabro93 on Instagram. The one I really want you guys to follow is at Good Enough Podcast on Instagram. This is a way that you could reach out to me directly, and I could reach out to you, uh, and and you could comment on the show. Uh, that's what a lot of listeners do. So uh, please reach out to me. Not just follow me, but reach out to me on there. Um, let me know what you think about certain things. Voice your opinion. I want to hear back from you guys because this show is just as much for you guys as it is for me. 
Uh, so at good enough podcast, of course, at Stefan bro 93 on TikTok. It is not banned yet. And, uh, that's pretty much all I got, right? Yeah. No events or anything coming up. Yeah. Uh, is that everything, Lou? That's everything for me. Fuck yeah. That was a really good one. All right, everyone. You know the drill. Drink more water and be nicer to each other.